Welcome to Empowered by Hope, a new podcast where we share our insights, optimism, and enthusiasm for medicine and all its possibilities. In each episode, we'll dive into the health and medical topics that matter most to you, our listeners, right here in Orange County, California. Hello again, everyone. Welcome to the Empowered by Hogue podcast. So excited. I'd like to introduce our guest today, Kathy Aziz Narain. She is the chief digital officer over at Hogue. Kathy joined Hogue in 2020 and leads a nationally recognized digital team in the development of Hogue's digital strategy and transformation to maintain Hogue's position as an innovator in delivering both the highest quality care and exceptional patient experiences. Kathy is a digital product leader with more than a decade of experience in product development and marketing within the financial services industry. She was recently recognized by Constellation Research with the BT150 Award as one of the top global executives leading business transformation efforts in their industry. Kathy joins Hogue from American Express, where she held various leadership roles, driving digital product, marketing, and data strategies for the company. It was here that she delivered some of the first ever digital solutions for the organization, including mobile experiences that better connect businesses to their cards, centralized data platforms, and in-house design and creative solutions and teams. Kathy, with that introduction, welcome to the Empowered by Hogue podcast. Thank you for having me. Okay, so today we're going to explore the future of digital health and where Hogue is headed. So as we've seen, the way patients are being cared for is really changing with so many advancements in digital healthcare products, uh, some that can even be accessed from home. So what digital products or advancements in the last few years do you think are really important for consumers to pay attention to that can really improve their health care? Yeah, I mean, the there's many things out there, right? I, I would say there's kind of two parts to this answer. One part is around the table stake things that people are using today, you know, functions like I'm able to get to the doctor in an asynchronous way. So through a video call to telehealth solutions um, versus just in-person visits. And that's actually an important, um, I would say, improvement in the healthcare industry in terms of many times people get sick and they get things that come up and they're like, huh, it's not that bad. So I just won't go see the doctor. And many times if you talk to some of those customers or patients, you hear it's because I don't have time to go into that appointment. I don't Mm want to go to be in person at that office. I am working, I'm busy. And so I think the introduction of telehealth platforms, the the introduction of tools that are available in digital journeys, whether it be ability to schedule, ability to message the doctor, ability to um, speak to them in ways that doesn't require you going to a physical office has is one part of the journey that I think is helping healthcare and helping the OC market, the consumer base, patient base that's um, using Hogue today. Were you able to see, we talk a lot about, you know, the advancements in innovation during the pandemic and was telehealth one of those things that you really got you comfortable know, with? I, it's, it's so funny. I see telehealth now as a table stake thing. Yeah. I see it as if you are a health institution and you don't have it, you're kind of missing a part of your mm-hmm. health institution now, yeah. right? Um, where I would take it further and I would love to see people start paying attention to, and it, it will, it'll, it'll organically happen digital at-home market is exploding, right? So today you can use products like Evie, which focus on women testing at home for UTIs. You don't have to go to the office anymore for that. So you can actually get a mail home kit and find out results within minutes of whether or not you're dealing with something like that. You can use products like a Viome, which does your gut microbiome 
to tell you what types of foods should you be eating. And all that stuff is happening in the home. Beyond that, if you think about hospital at home and how digital ICUs are coming to life, I think as we progress in those markets and how digital becomes a layer in that, it will really help in the healthcare space and really activate the part of the, um, you know, let's call it patient base that wasn't doing these things, but now it's so accessible for them, right? I haven't heard about digital ICUs before. Yeah. And I think that's something interesting for the patient base to, to hear. What is that? So, you know, a few hospitals have been testing into the this model of, hey, how do we you know, once you've, you're past a certain state, how do we bring that ICU experience yeah. into the home and literally have the monitors and the technology in the hospital to continue monitoring you, even though you're not in a bed yeah. physically in a hospital? And um, there are a few, I, and uh, I don't want to misspeak, but there are a few hospitals that tested into this concept. They've been building up their own little, like, call it headquarters or innovation labs where they'll have all that equipment. They'll they can send a patient home uh, and they can monitor them from the home wow. with that equipment in the actual home. It's still very new. They're still testing into those concepts heavily, but you see that happening organically and becoming more and more frequently talked about and built out in these health institutions as the, you know, as we think about, you know, three, five years out. So another thing that gets a lot of buzz, um, wearables. Yeah. So let's talk about the role wearables play currently in patient care and then maybe where you think wearables are headed. Yeah, I mean, wearables are definitely, they definitely have a role, <laughs> number one. Today, the role has been very much on more personal. You know, I'm using it. I have my Apple Watch. It tells me about my sleep. It tells me about, hey, you exercise today, yes or no. You have the EKG stuff that they're playing around with. We're so it's great from a personal use case perspective. Where I see it going and where we are even at our Hope Digital um, team is testing into is how does that data start to become part sure. of what your physician is looking at? Because it's one thing to say, yeah, hey, I track all this stuff, but what do you do with it as a today, yeah. yeah, what do you do with that as a person, right? Yeah. It becomes really powerful if that data could be brought in to your physician discussions. It could be great if that physician is looking at that data as not the entirety of the story, but part of the story as they're thinking about you, Kathy, or you, Eric. What are we going to do for Eric to get him to the goals he's trying to achieve in his health journey? So I see wearables playing a role just from like, hey, can we get that data mm -hmm. as part of it? The other part is around re remote patient monitoring. So you talk about digital ICUs. Well, remote monitoring patients at home could come from these devices, right? We spent a bit of time talking to Apple, um, the health team, and they were talking about experiments they're doing with hospital systems using the watch to, you know, monitor things that people would usually have to come to the office and get, you know, yeah. get done. And it avoided, they were really testing a concept in rural areas because the hospital from where people lived was so far. So as you think about something like that and the data is what they just needed, it can actually start to provide not only the data side of it in terms of like, hey, I'm bringing this to my doctor, but it could actually prevent sometimes the visit yeah. that needs to happen in person if you need it to not, you know, if you have a limitation in getting there or something like that. And so the, the remote patient monitoring um, aspect of wearables, I'm excited to see where that goes because some of the devices they have today are very clunky. Mm -hmm. And I anticipate that the Apples and the Fitbits and everyone else that's playing in that space are going to 
do more and more in it. So let's talk about what Hogue is doing in that yep. space. So we've been talking about, you know, telehealth and digital ICUs and wearables. Um, what are the digital products or advancements going on at Hogue that you're working on? You know, you mentioned some of the things you're excited about. So tell us about what you're working on and why you're working on yeah. it. Yeah. Um, there's a ton that we have been focused in on, but the ethos of our team has always been around what are the problems we want to solve. Um, we're less so about what is the healthcare technology out there in SLUs, and we're more so um, let's meet with our patient base, let's meet with consumers, and let's meet with customers. And, I, and to me, those are three different, hmm. let's call it people groups that are interacting with healthcare in different ways. Um, let's talk to them. Let's understand what are the problems they're faced with in healthcare today? What are the gaps on the market? And then let's ideate solutions. So that's kind of been a foundational principle in the team. So we started there, and what we landed on were a few key areas that we built some product in. So one is Hope Compass. Um, Compass is a primary care model that basically takes us and says, hey, let's reimagine it a bit of what pr the primary care journey looks like. And what Compass offers you is not only the clinical, like, hey, I have a doctor that can do my annual and my office visits and whatever that might look like, but it comes with an expanded care team. And the expanded care team incl is inclusive of health coaches to guide you in your nutrition, your exercise, your mindfulness. Um, it comes with care coordination, someone to really dedicate their time that helps navigate the health journey for you and keep you connected to like, hey, we created this health plan for you. How's it going? Do you need more support from us? What do you need? Imagine getting a message not about your appointment that's upcoming, but you've had your appointment, you've left, and you're getting messages from your your you know um, doctor's office about how are you feeling today. Oh. And so the product is really um, meant to expand the concept of what it takes to stay healthy beyond just the traditional, hey, it's just the clinical path, or it's just when I'm sick that I'm coming to you, and really think about that personalized, um, creating a personalized plan that goes beyond just the clinical spectrum. And then the other underlying part of it is that we, the concept is based on digital, physical, and virtual coming together. So you have an app, you have a physical location where you can see any of those humans that I just mentioned. I always say healthcare is a human journey first. The digital is really underlying it. And, you know, you can reach your doctor asynchronously through the app as well, whether it be a video uh, visit, messaging to your physician and or expanded care team. And so it's really solving for, hey, I might want to be in person. I might want to do this in a digital format. I might need to do an asynchronous virtual call with that physician. So that's Compass. It's testing into some of the gap areas we heard people wanted from a primary care relationship, which goes just beyond um, what it, people are used to hearing it's about. The second I would call out is Nona. And Nona is a women's product. We spend time with moms who delivered at Hogue. And what we heard loud and clear from them was, I loved my delivery experience at Hogue. It was awesome but I would love to get more support even after I get discharged. So we built Nona, which gives mom 24-7 support with guides. These guides have background in either pediatrics, there were labor and delivery nurses, lactation consultants with certification there. And what they're, they're able to do is um, chat with mom 24-7 and any questions she might have as, we send, as she goes home. It, that could range from baby topics, postpartum discussions, 
It could be recovery of mom herself. It could be lactation consultation that mom might need. So she, mom can chat in or do a video call with any of the guides to get advice in those areas or guidance in those areas. And uh, that product went live um, the latter part of uh, last year. And so we... We focus that on the women's market. We call it the fourth trimester in that. And it's really geared to helping mom have a continuum of care after she's left and having this baby at home. And then, you know, I would say the only third, the third bucket I would call out would probably be the foundational table stake things we talked about earlier. Uh, for Hogue, we're spending time really thinking about what does that journey look like? How do we bring things together? How do we make scheduling, no matter what type of physician you're trying to get to, as very easy and convenient? How do we get one standard? telehealth experience mm -hmm. across the organization. So there's a lot we're doing foundationally as well that it's really important to the earlier conversation we had for any of the health institutions to have because people now see that as part of the equation. You have to have it. I can see your excitement level. And then when you describe something like Hope Compass to me, I get excited and I can see the value in that. But I'm sure that you run into scenarios where as soon as technology is brought into the conversation with a patient, there's hesitation yeah. and they only want to do their in-person visits. So how do you guys go about navigating how a person can best utilize digital advancements as well as those in-person yeah. visits? And you touched on a little bit, but I'm sure you run into yeah. that a lot. Yeah. And you know, the, the beauty of all of this is that digital is not meant to replace in-person in healthcare, right? I think that's important, to right? Hear, yeah. In person, and whether you feel most comfortable being in that office with your physician, being in the session live, face to face with the nutrition, it's why when we build Compass, we build a physical location as well, mm -hmm. and we put the people that you do talk to, and if you choose to talk to through digital channels, are there too. So you can set up an appointment with them. You can come see them. So the the first thing I would say is um. Digital is meant to be an option in the suite of ways you want to interact with your healthcare institution or organization, but it's not meant to replace in-person. Mm -hmm. And in-person is still going to be necessary. If you break a bone, you it's not really not easy yeah. to, <laughs> to do that digitally, right? You really need someone to feel it and tell you what's going on. And then to your point, there's just a human preference. Mm -hmm. What What am I most comfortable with having my physician conversation or my medical conversation in? What setting does that look like? So one, it's an additive. It is not a replacement. And so the thing I would say is it's great. If you want to do in-person, do in-person. The digital tools are there to help in the areas that you might not want to be doing. Like maybe you don't want to sit on the phone waiting for, you know, I don't know, however long to just schedule an appointment. Mm -hmm. Well, you can do that digitally. Mm -hmm. You can do that digitally. So maybe that's the parts of digital that you'll be using. Maybe you don't, you have a message for the doctor. It doesn't require a visit, but you just had a question. Mm -hmm. You just had your visit. You have a follow-up question. Do you want to come back to the office or right. wouldn't it be great to be semi like texting mm -hmm. the ability to just say hey uh, you know dr eric uh, you've mentioned i should do x y and z just one clarification and imagine you got a response within five minutes yeah so i think um the perception is not a replacement in any stretch and i do believe that regardless of your preference of being in person with the doctor the technology is being used all around you and people are interacting with it and we've seen that now 
some of the studies have been done with like Forrester and, and others. And what they've come around and said is people are actually choosing their providers based on whether they have digital tools mm. or not. Okay. So if they heard the providers just on paper, it's swaying them to say, I might not go there. Okay. And you have to take that into consideration when you're thinking of this idea that technology might scare people. We're hearing less and less of that, actually. And finding the right fit for that yeah, patient. Absolutely. Uh, Kathy is the chief digital officer at Hogue, and as we mentioned, is on the forefront of creating digital products and experiences that will improve patient care at Hogue. Kathy, thank you so much for joining us and sharing those insights. Absolutely. Happy to be here. All right. That'll do it for this episode of the Empowered by Hogue podcast. We thank you for listening, and we look forward to meeting again. Please remember to give us a like and follow us for future episodes. Thank you for listening to the Empowered by Hogue podcast. If you haven't already, please remember to like, comment, and review, and subscribe to catch all our future episodes. For more information on Hogue or to book an appointment, visit hogue.org. That's H-O-A-G dot org.